I recently was asked on Twitter, kind of a, I get asked this quite a bit actually, about internal podcasts for companies. Hi, I'm Lyle Troxel. This is Geek Speak. Today's uh, just a sh quick one, one take, one record, no edit, about me talking about internal podcasts like the We Are Netflix podcast that I started at Netflix. What I find um, at companies is as you get interested in what the company's doing um, and start talking about it, you realize that a lot of times you don't actually know what's happening inside the company. And that right there is the reason why, why um, I, with along with a buddy of mine, Michael, created the We Are Netflix podcast. Well, before that, internally, a podcast called Inside Netflix. And what we did with, uh, during a hack day, um, I actually interviewed him for, for GeekSpeak. And uh, Michael Paulson, and he did a talk at a JavaScript conference, and um, I interviewed him, and afterwards he said, that was fun, we did it at the office. And he said, that was just a blast. And I said, yeah, I've been meaning to do more podcast recordings around here about the business. He's like, oh yeah, well, we're going to do that. So the next hack day, we got together, and we pulled in four product managers across the company um, and interviewed them, maybe it was six, for like 15 minutes apiece. What are you working on right now? What challenges of the product are happening? You know, interesting topics especially internally to the company. And we kind of phrase the idea, it's a conversation you'd have at a coffee table at the office where everybody around is kind of internal to the company. You can talk freely. And the whole thought of that was that the podcast itself would be um, only distributed internally to the company, only employees, and therefore we could talk about anything we wanted. And the truth is the content almost was always something that we could probably say publicly, mostly because we have a lot of freedom at uh, Netflix. And... If you're curious about what I'm talking about, go ahead and check out the We Are Netflix podcast, which is the other podcast, one of the other podcasts I do. It uh, talks a lot about the culture at Netflix. Anyway, um, we have a lot of freedom to do what we want, so we speak the way we want to speak. And there's a little bit of carefulness. You know, we don't want to hit the cover of the New York Times because we were a jerk or something um, or spoke inappropriately about something at the company, something like that. So we have to be careful, but there's no rules really about what you can and cannot say. So all of us are pretty good at speaking about what we think about the company. You know, we talk to our friends and, and our relatives and stuff about what's happening at work at some level. We keep the secret secret. So in any case, um, these conversations were really interesting about what they were thinking about planning the product and nothing was that secretive, but we wanted to make sure it was internal so that freedom of conversation could continue. So how do we do that? Well. Uh, very commonly, tech companies have a virtual private network, a VPN, and so that when you're connected to the network at the office, you are inside a network that you can't really get access to outside the network. Um, you know, you've heard probably on podcasts about uh, vir virtual private networks or VPNs where you can actually be in one location but actually show up on the net somewhere else. Um, any case, that methodology is also used for pri making private networks at work environments. So for example, the, the software that I do all day at, at Netflix, I develop JavaScript code and there's backend services and stuff. To run that code in our test environment before we release it to the world, um, that's all run only in the, in the private network. So during COVID times, we're working at home. One of the first things I do is connect to the VPN for Netflix uh, through an app on my computer. Then all my traffic on my machine uh, preferably goes through Netflix. And that way I can still access the internal uh, infrastructure and run my code and all that off of the internal uh, systems. 
So VPN is relatively common for tech people, for software developers and stuff to do. So what I did is I, I put up a, um, a podcast feed, a traditional podcast feed, which is a RSS document, an XML document that defines the podcast. All podcasts actually are one document somewhere on the net has a URL and that document links to the audio files, but it also has every post. So when you see a new blog post, it comes from that XML document, the RSS doc. So what I did, I just put one of those up on one of the servers that only is accessible internally to the company. And then I took that URL and I shared it in a Google doc. We use uh, Google for most of the communication that was, and said, here's how you subscribe to this audio. What that would require is someone to take their podcast player, normally their phone, connect to the VPN, and then f take that URL that I shared in the Google Doc and paste it into their podcast player. Normally, you can add a podcast by URL in most podcast players. I think all podcast players. So your phone could then access that podcast URL, and if it was connected to the VPN, it could access it. And if it was VPN, it, it could then download the audio file, which was also internal to the, the company's VPN the problem with this the problem with this is that not everybody does vpn additionally a lot of people that do vpn do it for the for their computer but not their phone because i was always doing ios development or, or used to do ios development when i started this i was i always had my phone capable of connecting to the vpn because i had test builds on my phone and therefore they need to hit the backend systems as well so it was easy for a small set of mobile developers to subscribe to the podcast and technical people that were really into it, they could figure it out. And I had some instructions and stuff. So what we also did was, well, these audio files, um, these audio files are only available via the, the VPN. Instead of doing that, what if we also put these files in uh, Google Drive because the entire company has access to one Google Drive domain, the netflix.com domain, all of our email addresses and everything are in there. So if I share a document if I should put a document in Google Drive, I can share the link to it and say, only available to all employees in Netflix. And then I can share that file to anybody and they can listen to it. So that's what we started doing as well. We took the, the file and I uploaded it to that server I was talking about that was only private to the VPN. I also uploaded the file to Google Drive. I added it to the Google Doc itself. And then we had a Google Doc that was, here's the most recent episodes, all the episodes. The doc is still available. We also have a short link thing at the company where you can set up go whatever. And so we had like go podcast or go internal and it pointed to this page. So a lot of people would go to there and click on it and listen via their Google, uh, via Google Drive, which means they couldn't really do it mobile. So the podcast was really hard to consume in the traditional ways that podcasts are consumed. Because the truth is, the reason why they're so ubiquitous and successful is we all have a little player in our pocket and we all have earbuds or a Bluetooth device in our car. And so when you're traveling, transporting, you know, you're taking a walk or you're in your car or you're doing dishes around the house, it's easy to turn on some audio. If instead you have to get your laptop open and find the Google Drive file and play it or on your uh, phone, open up Drive, Google Drive, find the URL uh, find the file and, and play it from there. The features are not great. You can't pause it easily. You can't, you know, you can't do all the things that are great for podcasts. So again, the uptake was pretty bad. I then also started, um, I had a mailing list and we also had a Slack channel. We use Slack for communication. So anybody that was subscribed to the mailing list or the Slack channel would also get a notification if every episode released. So the question was, how many episodes are we releasing? And I took a look at it after about a year, we took a look at it and it was in, you know, people, about a hundred people were listening to every episode. It was pretty bad. 
you know, thousands of people work at the company. And these things, everybody that listened to him loved him. They were really great. But it was also hard to get to, so you didn't always think about it. Every few months you'd think about it. Oh, yeah, I should go look and play an episode. Then uh, that's when um, the person that does marketing for, or runs the We Are Netflix brand, Amir, he um, said, hey, can we make this thing public? And so instead of taking all that content that we'd made and made that public, we started the new podcast. And that's when we started recording episodes of We Are Netflix and released those publicly. Now, the We Are Netflix podcast, of course, is successful externally to the company, but it also is very similar to the conversations we were having before in the internal podcast. Highly similar, similar, really. Um, because as I was saying, the people didn't mind the experience of, um, you know, they, they, people like talking about their job in the same kind of way. We don't like have an internal discussion way of talking and an external way of talking, right? Of course, there are secrets and things we can't share, our, our, our numbers, you know, how much people like an episode or show and all that. We've been sharing more and more of that, but we've, we've got to be careful about it. We're a publicly traded company. So, in any case, the We Are Netflix podcast really is the output of what was the internal podcast. However, once the We Are Netflix podcast was going and I focused only on that, um, and Michael actually stopped uh, on the second season. I think he didn't join me anymore for that. Um, the internal podcast, somebody spoke up and said, hey, can we continue this? I was like, oh, yeah, of course, continue. I don't have time, but please feel free. And people started using it for education, um, you know, training documents. They're, it's a kind of cool way to do it. But pretty much right away, dealing with the whole technical problem, the putting stuff on the VPN server and all that, people didn't, uh, the people didn't do that. So the Google Doc became the thing. And then we realized, you know, the way to do this that would be a lot easier would be use YouTube. Again, <coughs> Netflix is lucky enough to, or we're lucky enough to have a Google domain. And that comes along with every person's email also having a YouTube channel. So effectively what that means is you can publish things um, on YouTube only accessible to the domain of the company. And that's what's going on, I think, with the internal podcast. Now, the reason why this is useful, if you have a Google domain uh, for your business and you're looking for internal podcasts, the reason why this is useful is, first off, the file, the audio file, can just be a still image and an audio file. So it's a boring video, but it's an okay audio file. And YouTube has um, background playing of audio for their videos. So if you take on your phone, start up a YouTube file, find a YouTube file, and play it, um, and then close your phone, you know, push the power button over the phone. It doesn't really put power, but blinks at the screen. The audio will still play and pause and stuff will work from headphones. So it can act kind of like a podcast player. And because of the domain aspect where it's private to that domain, it's safe to release content there. <clears throat> Pretty cool. So you can do that. Additionally, um, another feature of YouTube is you can just make a non-listed URL. These are long form URLs that are not easy to guess. The Danger of doing it that way, where it's just your personal account of YouTube and you put the file up that you want to share only internal to your company and you make it only URL accessible and then you share it to the company through an email or something. Or even make a, um, a playlist that's internal, that's private, that you can share with the people. Is that one of those people could share the URL accidentally or intentionally outside the company and it could spread outside the company. So it's not a definite authentication mechanism. The one I was talking about with YouTube and using authentication of the Google account is you will have to get, to get access to the binary data. You will have to be authenticated through Google. And depending on your, your authentication policies, that can be pretty hard to do. You know, second factor authentication, things like that, like we have. So that would be the way I would recommend distributing uh, internal only podcasts would be using something like Google. Now, there are companies that offer this feature. 
And there are ways of doing this. You, could, you can find a company that does this kind of internal only podcast. The way they generally do it is that you can make unique URLs to podcast files. So what I was saying earlier, you um, subscribe to a podcast, you have a, a whole URL and a, you know, your universal reference link, right? Like google.com is URL, but a very specific URL to the podcast file. I think the GeekSpeak podcast file, the podcast you listen to right now is um, htpsgeekspeak.org slash shows, show slash podcast.com. XML, something like that, or rss.xml, something like that. And you can find it at geekspeak.org. Of course, you click on the podcast, one of those will show you the URL. So that URL is relatively simple. And everyone that subscribes to the GeekSpeak program subscribes to that one podcast URL. And if you find any of the podcasts out there and you're subscribing to it, you're subscribing mostly to the same URL as your neighbor who's listening to the same podcast. However, it doesn't have to be that way. You can actually produce a, a server that has uniquely identified URLs. So every single subscriber has their own podcast URL. And the reason you would do that is if somebody wants to pay for the podcast, you subscribe to it by paying, you get the URL, they enable that URL for you, and it works for you, and your podcast player works. But once you stop paying them or you unsubscribe, whatever, then they turn off that URL and you no longer get it. And this kind of works. Um, the Downside has to do with the audio files, and that is that normally, traditionally, you want audio files to be stored on a, uh, a very simple server, a, ver a, a, a CDN, a content delivery network. And the idea behind that is that it's easy to get to the file. The file doesn't change very much. There's a lot of repeaters in different locations. So when most of the time when you subscribe to a podcast, the, the audio file itself, which is the large part of it, is, is not a unique URL. It's always the same URL for everybody, traditionally. There are some cases where you'd have um, automatic ad insert and the MP3 files being created on the fly. Uh, those are a little bit more expensive. Um, but the kind of company, that, the kind of services that provide you with a private podcast, if you will, some of those also have the, the secret or private audio file, but that's a little bit more rare, a little bit more expensive. So if you're dealing with looking for a company that does internal podcasts or private podcasts, which you could use for internal podcasts, uh, company site or whatever you want to make sure that the podcast url is private and secretive but also the audio files are somewhere uh, safe and the trouble with this is that not all podcast players can actually handle authentication mechanisms normally when you go to a, a, a website and you want it to be private like facebook or something it is actually private um, but also accessibly public and they take your information but more on that some other time um, you you know, log in with your username and password well podcast don't really always support that. There is a, an authentication um, URL format that you can use, which basically after the HTTPS um, colon slash slash before the domain name, you actually can put a username and a colon and a password and an at symbol. And this is a standard form of uh, authentication protocol. However, it's a little little tricky because the URL itself has the authentication information in it. So you can use that. Um, and if you... If your podcast player can support you putting in a URL, you probably could put in a URL like that. And also, podcast players sometimes have support for uh, logged in URLs. If you have a podcast player that has that and you find a company that will do the service for you, then you could host it that way. So just make sure that you think about the audio file itself as being a private thing. So this is all pretty technical and pretty complex. And that is why we don't see as many internal podcasts. But there's another reason as well. Podcasts take a long time. They take time to produce. I mean, of course, I'm just pushing record button. We're 15 minutes in. I'm not planning on editing this. So this isn't going to be that long of a, 
uh, production time. I plan on putting it up really quick too. But it also takes a long time to engage in it and listen to it. And I think the biggest trick to making these um, internal podcasts successful is having concise and condensed information. So yes, it's true that you could produce a podcast at any company and it has some information in it. If it's a large company and there's lots of different areas, great. The trick will be to get content from different areas. So let's say you're in marketing and you know somebody else that's in um, you know, production flow or something or purchasing. You, you might be interested in some marketing topics, though you're going to know a lot more about it than most people at the company, but you might not know anything about the production, uh, that backflow of buying widgets. And so it might be interesting to hear about the company from all over the place. But I don't know how long that holds up. And that would be the biggest concern for me is, are you just producing a thing that is like an employee filler? It feels like another responsibility or it's, um, you know, just about work. Because the truth is when we're off work, we should be off work. There, there is a benefit to not thinking about work when you're off doing your life. And so the question is, if you produce a podcast, you know, think about the content and what kind of audience you want to grab. Not just every employee at Netflix, but the employee at Netflix or the business you're at, sorry, not just the employee at the business you're at, but also the, you know, what the actual purpose is, not just because you work there, but because you work there and what? You want to connect more with your peers. You want to feel like you're a part of a community. These are great goals. And if you can achieve that on a podcast, in any podcast, whether internal or external, it's a win. And I think in COVID times, it's probably a great opportunity for this because we used to have conversations by water coolers, you know, the famous water cooler conversations or, you know, walking to the kitchen or coming, you know, walking from uh, parking into the building, seeing people you don't always see. Oh, what do you do here? And that kind of connection is lost when we don't have impromptu bumping into each other. So it does feel like a right time for a podcast for internal for a company to internally connect people. But you just really should think about what the content is and how you do that. And, you know, podcasting has become extremely simple. It's extremely simple to create audio. At the same time, it's, it's actually hard to make good content. I'm feeling the pressure of closing this thing up. 18 minutes is a long time. I happen to have good audio recording gear. I happen to know how to speak eloquently for a long period of time. I've been doing this for 20 years. When you decide to do a podcast for the internal company, think about the kind of workload you're talking about. Um, the podcast that I do with Michael Lopp, The Important Thing, we record for about two hours. We normally get about four episodes out of that. It takes me, um, I don't know, 12 hours to cut those into episodes. The editing time to make an episode better takes a long time. And the way you can achieve that effectively without doing a lot of the editing is be really clear and crisp in delivery and have a short message and know what you're going to say. And I'm already feeling it. I'm rambling. And I don't want to edit this episode. I want to just release it. So the bigger thing, the find a hosting provider. If you've got a YouTube, Google domain, you can do that. Make sure it's really easy for people to subscribe so it just shows up. Um, that's crucial. And I would probably find some tech company out there that provides private podcasts and buy the service from them to distribute. And then just be sensitive about there's a, a possibility this content could be out there. So be careful at some level. I wouldn't put extremely sensitive data on it. And then the next thing is when you're planning the content, make sure the content is interesting and effective at what you're trying to achieve. Lots of different people's voices is probably a good idea. Though it normally a podcast feels like it 
it's powered by an individual like the producer or the host, which is what I've always been doing. So think about that. What What's the person's voice going to be? What their role is? Probably an HR, an internal comms person is a good person to be the host of that, but try to get a lot of voices on it and then really have a, a perspective on what it's for and think about how much time you want to edit and how much time you want to make it better because that's going to be real cost and real expense. And you can outsource that. Outsource that. Um, we do outsource the We Are Netflix podcast editing outside of the Netflix employees. We've been doing that since season two. Um, so it's totally possible to do that. And uh, think about think about why you're doing the podcast and what your goal metrics are, and then try to figure out a way to assess later if you're reaching that goal in any way. Think about it as an impact, because that's what you're talking about here. You're talking about using the podcast to impact your business and make an effective way of connecting the employees and spreading information. Is it the right thing to do? More employees at Netflix are listening to the public podcast than we're listening to the internal one by a long shot. Tons of the employees listen to the We Are Netflix podcast. And the reason for that is we spend time making it good. We think about what the discussion is. I, I, I create you know, questions in a document and do research on the guests and, the, and who's on the show. And then I look at those questions from a different perspective and get other people's thoughts on it. And then in the live aspect of interviewing, I use those questions as a guide. I don't read from them most of the time. I just go for it and let the conversation take me. So they're long form, you know, an hour, 45 minutes, and they're, maybe they're shorter sometimes. We cut them down sometimes. Um, and they're, you know, a deep dive thing. So sometimes that's not the kind of content that you want every employee to spend a lot of time on. Sometimes it is. For us, it seems to be working. Um, and then we edit it. We cut out, you know, after the, that, we pull out the stumbles. We pull out the re-question. We, you know, I ask a question and it kind of was like boring as an answer and we just yank it. And we allow everybody to kind of participate in that, which means that we have a raw cut we share with people and they edit it or they listen to it and they give feedback, you know. Oh, I don't like how, you know, I mess up this person's name. Can you fix that? And so the editor tries to make the, the podcast a bit better and shorter and more concise and consumable for everybody. Um, and that actually, all that, works well for the employees at Netflix as well, I think. I get feedback on that. Um, so there you go. There is internal podcasts at companies. My name is Lyle Troxel. You've been listening to GeekSpeak. GeekSpeak is a registered service mark of David Lawrence and is used with permission. You can share this podcast any way you'd like. It's Creative Commons 3.0. Um, just give us some credit if you use it and share it. And thank you so much for listening to GeekSpeak. <laughs>